You're listening to Soul Roadmap, episode 35. Welcome to Soul Roadmap Podcast. Each week, you'll hear strategies and inspiration to take action and live life better. Hi, I'm Dina Cataldo, lawyer, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your roadmap to creating more success in your life, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Well, hello there. How are you doing today? I hope you are having a fantastic day. If it's Thursday when you're listening to this, well, happy Thursday. And as you probably know, every Thursday, I have a brand new podcast that comes out. And starting with this episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about different aspects of coaching and how we use our mind. So I want you to pay particular attention in the next few episodes, and I'm going to be addressing a lot of lawyers in these episodes because I feel like coaching isn't really understood or the preconceived notions of it, especially among the lawyers that I talk to are very interesting. So I want to talk about those. And if you are not a lawyer, I think you're going to get a lot out of all of these episodes too, including today's episode where I am breaking down the differences between coaching and therapy and also talking about some of their commonalities because there is some overlap. And I think that that should be talked about too, so that you have a better idea of what you might need in the future. Because honestly, I think coaching and therapy is all about getting our brain cleaned up. We are so unintentional with how we use our brain. We are on autopilot most of the time. And in order to start cleaning some of that up, to bring some awareness to our life and our daily habits and our daily thoughts, We need something, and that is why I am such a huge fan of coaching, and I'm going to talk about where I'm coming from on these so that you have an idea of what my perspective is and what context is going to be brought into this episode. So before we get started, I want to ask you, have you subscribed? I am going to be talking about an upcoming free masterclass for lawyers. So especially if you are a lawyer, I want you to subscribe to make sure that you're the first to hear about it. And I want to be able to talk to you about it more in depth. So be sure to go to dinacataldo.com forward slash iTunes. And if you've been listening a while, I'd appreciate it if you left a review and you can do that at dinacataldo.com forward slash iTunes. I know it's a lot to ask. iTunes doesn't make it super easy for you either, but I would really appreciate it. It helps other people find this podcast. And, you know, that's really the way that people can communicate with me and let me know how they like what's on the podcast. So please come over to dinacataldo.com forward slash iTunes. I would very, very much appreciate it. All right. So let's talk about what the difference is between coaching and therapy. And I've created a free PDF for you for questions to ask and things to really look for when deciding to hire a coach, because there's so many things that you could be looking for, but what are the most important things? And so I'm breaking that down in the PDF. You can get that in the show notes at dinacataldo.com forward slash 35. That's dinacataldo.com forward slash three five. All right. So the framework for this discussion that we're going to have about coaching versus therapists 
So here's some of the things that I believe and some of the things that I have observed. I believe coaching and therapy are both investments in your mental health. We invest so much in our homes and in our cars, but so little in our well-being. I really love this topic because we're going to talk about something that is really self-care at its best. Now, I've had several coaches myself. I coach people. I have friends who are coaches, and I've immersed myself in the coaching field, whether or not it's through events or digital courses or books or just having amazing conversations with my friends about different coaching techniques. Now, I have not gone to therapy, but I have read hundreds of psychological and psychiatric reports and have spoken to no fewer than 100 people who've had therapy while in my position as a prosecutor, both in criminal cases and as the designated attorney of record in specialized civil proceedings involving the district attorney. These are both helping professions, and I have deep respect for both coaching and therapy practitioners because they're both here to help people in different capacities. They are both important professions because each of them help address different issues in our lives. So let's talk about coaching. I see coaching as future-focused. It's to help you achieve a result. It helps you change some problematic behavior and also create a game plan moving forward. This is really meant for people who are already high-functioning, like you've got a lot going on, right? You've got the house, the car, you seem like you've got it all together, but there's something that's just missing and you know that you can get there, but you're not really sure where to start. You're not even really sure what you want, but you know that you could do it because you've mastered so many other areas of your life. So this is really a service to help you move forward and find that direction and create that direction yourself. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Now, I have had a coach that was past focus, and he helped me recognize how my thoughts created my feelings about my circumstances. Then he helped me discover how I could clean up my thoughts to move forward with thoughts that served me. And there are also life coaches like Mastin Kip. He's, you know, a big time coach who you can see online. And I'll link to him in the show notes who specialize in addressing traumas, which is usually the purview of therapists. So although I'm talking about these in very generalized terms, there is always going to be some overlap there. And even I, when I'm talking to people, I want to know a little bit of background about what's going on in their thoughts. And you have to go into your past a bit to get there. So it just kind of depends on how deep that coach wants to go. It's a very much future focused though, for the most part. Coaches can address goal setting, what's holding you back from performing at your best, buffering behaviors. And I talk about buffering and I'll link to that in the show notes, that past episode I did, I believe it's number 17. Now, We deal with buffering behaviors like overeating, overworking, and overdrinking, but not clinical substance abuse. Now, if there are deeper issues like depression, anxiety attacks, alcohol, drug addictions, personality disorders, suicidal ideation, self-destructive impulses, paranoia, or other psychological disorders, that's not something a coach can coach on. Those are issues that a trained psychologist or psychotherapist can work with you, but Those are not topics a coach can help you with. So if I had a client who I could see had any of these deeper issues, I would tell them to seek a therapist rather than a coach. A coach is someone who's already high functioning and they want to take their life to the next level. The person being coach usually wants to be coached. 
They're there because they want to move past what they see as holding them back. Now, in therapy, you can have a little bit of everything, right? Like you can have people who are there because it's court mandated or because it is something that, you know, their partner wants them to do. But if you are not all in, it is very difficult to make progress. Now, a coach can also be an accountability partner, somebody who's there to help you reach those milestones. So when you're in a coaching session, you're really talking about, you know, what is it that you want? How are you going to get there? What are the obstacles that you see? And how are you going to be able to move past those obstacles? And you make a game plan. When you make that game plan, you want to make sure that you're sticking to it. And if you're not sticking to it, you want someone who's going to call you out on it. That's really what an accountability partner can do. Any kind of coach can do. Now, coaches are not diagnosing you with anything. That's something that's left for a therapist. And for coaches, there's no licensing requirement. So when you choose a coach, it really comes down to whether you feel that they can help you. Are they in a position to help you reach your goals? What do they specialize in? I think this is wonderful that we're not regulated in the sense that it allows people with different expertise and backgrounds to help people who really resonate with them. But I also believe that as coaches, we have a duty to adhere to ethical guidelines like confidentiality and boundaries with our clients. That's something that's really important. And the coaches that I have seen and I have worked with have respected those boundaries and that confidentiality. The length of time that you're with a coach versus a therapist can be a little bit different. Personally, I prefer coaches for a finite period of time that push me. And then I move on to another coach as I continue to grow. I get new perspectives. Although sometimes I would like a coach that I feel that can stay with me on a path and can keep pushing me forward. It really depends on whether or not I feel like they can help move me to grow in the future. And so that's something to think about is, you know, once you've reached a milestone, let's say it's a four month contract, then do you want to stay on or do you want to move on to another coach that may help you in another area of your life or help you to move further in that particular area of your life you've been focused on? In coaching, we're more structured and focused on completing tasks. I want to know their plan, what they're going to do to implement by the time we talk again. And I want to make sure that we have it down in our call so that we know what our expectations are. At the same time, coaching calls are more relaxed in that there's more ease in the relationship. It's not a I'm smarter than you type of relationship. It's more collaborative in creating solutions. The person being coached has complete responsibility for the outcome. The coach isn't there to fix them in any way. They're there to help them see and work through blocks and see possibilities. And I really love the collaboration of it all. I ask a lot of questions. I tell my own experiences and we start to come up with a game plan to help them reach their goals. Now, you can actually be friends with your coach. I have friends who are coached by friends, and they maintain boundaries to allow that so that it's very clear when it is they are being coached and when it is friendship time. It is a very strong line. You want to make sure that you're not overlapping there because the conversation can get really weird if, you know, one person's always asking you questions to try to get you to move forward. So it has to have a clear boundary to do that. There's more sharing by coaches of their personal experiences to help the person being coached know that they're not alone in their feelings. 
I really like that because a lot of times we can feel isolated. We can feel like we're the only person who has ever gone through this and nobody could possibly understand or we are strange and odd and how can we possibly move forward if we're the only ones who've ever experienced this? So sometimes it is really nice to hear that someone else has been there. And sessions can be over the phone or internet video conference, which is incredibly convenient for both parties. I love it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about therapy and how it can differ with coaching. So therapy is past focused. It's dealing with issues from childhood or young adult experiences. And I consider it sometimes very problem focused. It focuses a lot on those issues that you might have had. They help you discover the why of problematic behaviors, and that's often necessary to address those deeper issues that I talked about earlier, as well as all of those traumas that can plant themselves when we're younger. Now, therapy can meander, leading to you know an exploration of where there's unprocessed feelings, and that's called talk therapy, where you're sharing a lot of information about your past, and you're encouraged to make your own interpretations of it. And therapists don't generally share their experiences unless it may help you move forward, but that doesn't happen very often. And there's a lot more boundaries in place between a therapist and a patient because, you know, you don't always go to the grocery store and say, hey, I know you, you know, at least with a coach, you can kind of wave and say hi. With therapists, you don't always want to share the relationship that you have with them. It really depends on the problems that you're working through and what kind of therapist it is, right? Now, a therapist can diagnose you, which is necessary to explain overall symptoms easily and prescribe you drugs. If you go to a psychiatrist, they are the ones who can prescribe medications. They're actually a medical doctor. And I've seen medication work miracles on people. Oftentimes, it can really help people function better so that they can see what's going on in their life. And I know that there is a place for medications. Therapists are regulated. This is a really good thing because often you're talking about childhood traumas and maybe getting medication for mild or severe mental disorders. They also take insurance, which coaches do not. Now, it's common to stay with a therapist for years. This is understandable, right? Because once you've found a therapist that you trust and someone that you have opened up to about all of these potentially really big issues that have gone on through your life, you want to be able to stay with them for an extended period of time. You don't want to have to start that process all over again. It is something that's difficult often to find a therapist that you feel comfortable with. And I say the same thing with coaches. You may want to try different coaches. I have heard experiences with people who were not happy with what they were getting from their coach. It was not what they expected. And that's why I think for coaches, I think it's really good to have short contracts so that you can move on if you choose to. I think that that's really important because you may want to find somebody who you resonate more with. It's common to have to try different people to see whether or not you really connect. Now, you aren't supposed to be friends with your therapist, okay? So I kind of got into this with the grocery store example I was talking about, but that's actually something that is required by their code. Therapists have also reported that their clients are more dependent on them, which is probably why this is something that is so important to create these strong boundaries. Meetings with therapists are usually in person unless there's some kind of an emergency. 
So that is less convenient for everyone involved because you do need to have that physical space where they want to connect. Now, what I have noticed when reading reports and talking to people going through therapy is this. I see a lot of advice given, but there's also a lot of listening involved. Sometimes the patient follows it. Sometimes they don't follow it, meaning the advice. I have seen drastic improvements and no improvements at all. I've seen more repetitive appointments. In other words, there's usually little progress between one appointment and another. It's often like Groundhog's Day, and that depends upon how motivated a person is to create change in their life, right? If they're not highly motivated, they're not going to take action to help them move forward. And I believe that people who invest in coaching or invest in therapy from an intentional place are more highly motivated to create change, which is why I've observed more progress in shorter amounts of time, depending on the person. Now, as an aside, I believe that people who invest in themselves generally are more likely to reach their goals. There's something about putting skin in the game that motivates you to put in the time and energy in a way that you will not if there's no money involved. And I've seen this time after time, and there's a big difference between offering free coaching versus paid coaching, and the difference between the energy that's involved and the progress that is made can be big. So just recognize that, you know, if somebody is going into a process without intention, without actually having something to lose, then they may not approach it in the same way. So the commonalities I see between coaching and therapy are that they are both there to attempt to cultivate awareness in different ways. Therapy by bringing awareness to past issues and coaching does it usually helping you see what's happening in the present that's inhibiting you from reaching your goal. It's a process of trial and error in both cases. You have to find someone that you're comfortable with, and that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I've spoken to a lot of mental health patients who say they don't trust anyone. And I explain that they may have to try several people sometimes before they find someone they're comfortable with. So don't give up. You will find that person. You will find somebody who is going to listen to you. And for lawyers especially, I think there's a stigma associated with both of them, with both going to a coach and both going to a therapist, because they're both kind of self-helpy, right? Coaching is that fluffy, almost self-indulgent thing that, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to a coach, that kind of attitude towards it. I understand. I used to think that myself. So I completely understand that perspective. And knowing what I know now, I wish I had gotten a coach sooner. Now with therapy, there's that stigma that somehow you must be broken, that there must be something wrong with you if you're going to a therapist. And that's just not true. You may have things that you want to create awareness around and start to begin moving forward in your life, but that in no way means that you're broken. I think some of these stigmas stem from the belief that, you know, we should be able to figure everything out on our own. We should be able to figure out everything, including our relationships and our money issues and our business issues, that we should be able to figure this out on our own. And we can, but we need help. I mean, we are not islands. We need to have that support to help move us forward. And sometimes it's just the matter of asking the right questions to help your brain start thinking in a different way. And I talk about this all the time when I talk about words that we use daily. 
Now, there are specialists in both professions. So for instance, a coach can specialize in business, leadership, fitness, lifestyle design, general mindset, goal setting, relationships. And I have episodes on most of these different topics. So you can see for yourself by going through the episodes that you can get coaching for so many different areas of your life. Now with therapy, that's the same thing, right? A therapist can specialize in substance abuse, mental health areas or relationships. So just recognize that there are different specialties for different areas, like coaching or therapists, they have different specialties. So just recognize that coaches and therapists both have specialties and you may want to go to someone who specializes in a particular area. I want to talk about some common questions that I get about coaching. You might be asking, which one should I choose, a coach or a therapist? And I'll answer that with another question. Which one would be most helpful to you for moving down a specific road? Are you most interested in fitness, goal setting, lifestyle design to help you live with more ease and less stress? Those may be things that are well suited for a coach. Or maybe you have some deeper issues, some things that are going back into your childhood or things that you feel in your present moment are keeping you from even functioning normally. Maybe you have some suicidal ideations or paranoia or things like that. Well, those kinds of topics would be better suited for a therapist who would have that expertise to talk to you about and may even be able to prescribe medications if you're going to a psychiatric therapist. A lot of people ask me what kind of coach I am. I'm a lifestyle design coach and a goal-setting coach. I help lawyers reduce stress and anxiety to create more ease in their life. I also help people become the person they need to be to reach those goals. There's another aspect that I've been exploring as well, and this is based on the questions that I've been receiving, and that's helping people who are just starting a business start to market their business online. So I help people structure a game plan moving forward on that marketing. I've been asked, how did I know that coaching was for me? And I recognize that although I was highly functioning in society, I checked all the boxes on the career, car, house, I knew I was still missing something. I had more to offer the world, but I didn't know how to tap into it. And that's when I was fortunate enough to learn more about life coaching. And it's taking me on a wonderful path. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right now. Another question I get is why should I invest in a coach or a therapist? I believe our brain is the least used tool we have and the best tool we have for creating happiness in our lives. We have the power to bring awareness to the thoughts we're thinking and to change those thoughts to create new behaviors that make our lives better. And so often we use the time we could be using creating this awareness and creating these new behaviors by letting our brains go on autopilot and do whatever they want. It's like an unsupervised child, just like running around with a pair of scissors. We let it watch TV, repeat thoughts that are painful, play games on our phones, and we don't take the time to clean those thoughts up. When we make an investment in a coach or a therapist, it's something that will help us move forward rather than stay on autopilot. Now, if you have any questions that I haven't answered here, please DM me on Instagram at dina.cataldo. I definitely want to make sure that I answer any of your questions because I think this is such an amazing area to explore and something to really invest in. 
And I talk more in the free PDF at dinacataldo.com forward slash 35 about what I think you should look for in a coach before you start diving in, because it can be an investment. Now, in next week's episode, we're going to talk about how to start changing our brain and start taking charge of it so we can move out of that autopilot. I want to make sure that you subscribe to Soul Roadmap Podcast so that you're the first to hear about that upcoming free masterclass for lawyers. And I also want to make sure that you are sticking with me for these next few episodes because I really want to make sure that we are all on the same page because as I move forward with Soul Roadmap, there's a lot of foundational things that I want to ensure listeners are hearing about. And I know how we listen to podcasts. We kind of flip around. Maybe the topic interests us. Maybe it doesn't. And we'll go to another podcast one week and we'll be able to flip to another one. But I really want you to have this foundation moving forward in this podcast because I really believe that when you have these foundational talks, when you really start creating this awareness around what's going on in your brain and you stick with it, you stay in the material and you move forward with it, that you will be able to create big time change in your life and change that will last in your life if you stay in the material. Okay, I think that's it. That's all I got right now, but I can't wait to share with you what I've got going on in Soul Roadmap in the future. All right, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Soul Roadmap. If you have a moment, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, rate, and left an honest review on iTunes. I read every single review, so let me know what you want to hear more or less of, and I'll talk to you next week.